It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Listeners, we are back with another episode. It is our last episode before the greatest season holiday that we all know and love. In honor of 10 years, we went with Paranorman. Yeah, which we did. I enjoyed this movie when it came out. Uh, my co-host for Christmas 365 loves this movie. Um, he's gone on the record of... well. He's mostly done a smear campaign against Hocus Pocus in defense of Paranorman <laughs> has been his whole thing of Change hey, the free- season. Yeah, like it's mostly like, hey, Freeform, maybe instead of playing Hocus Pocus 31 times, you could maybe play Paranorman a couple times on your on your show. That's not a smear campaign. That's just being realistic. That's but absolutely. I forgot how fucking charming this movie is. But within like 10 minutes, I was like, I love this. Yeah, I took I, very few notes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I took a decent amount of notes. I will say one of the only like strikes that I'll give this movie, if it even is a strike, is that my one of my first notes was that I would absolutely watch a feature length stop motion zombie movie because it starts off with like him watching that zombie movie. Mm-hmm. But then when the zombies actually show up in this movie, I feel like the movie gets a little bit worse. <laughs> like, I actually yeah. like the movie more when it's just a weird-ass kid talking to ghosts in his town. <laughs> but it was still fun. It was still fun. The movie kicks off so beautifully with this feature presentation, grindhouse, oh. like, music. <laughs> the gr- Like, I it is so good. Oh, my <laughs> Wait, God. Wait, Kyle, is this is your this... first watch? This is my first watch. Ooh, yeah. Yeah, what a way I... to come into it. That's amazing. Oh. I what a what a joy what an absolute joy this movie was I'm sure I'm just gonna echo what y'all are saying but it was what yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know what I thought it was I mean so we're talking about a I mean it's not really it's, it doesn't feel like a kids movie by any means it was marketed as ta- such though. marketed yeah. exactly we're talking about a marketed as kids movie that came out for me it like in my brain 
it's like Corpse Bride, Frank and Weenie, this. I think you're not wrong with, with the Frank and Weenie full length. I think that that was yes, yes, Frank Weenie full length. Excuse me, Corpse yeah, Bride yeah. was definitely a oh, I know, decade not, before this. Yeah, right? it's not even yeah. in the same like yeah. really conversation. Uh, you know, well, if I you think were stylistically to, it's similar. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, yeah, I guess yeah, but but uh, uh, time wise, it's not really in the yeah. conversation. And but my brain didn't uh, hadn't sorted those out. I didn't give really any of them any thought. Um, and this was such a I mean, so no expect, so no expectation, like no knowledge or expectation. And what a fucking fun movie! It's so yeah. charming, so smart, but also didn't kill me with references or like, mm-hmm. you no, know, I, I, it was great. Incredible. I think I said yeah. this to you in a text message, but like, what I like about the movie is that a lot of the movies that we do, the tradition for horror movie night has usually been we spend all year round talking about horror films let's talk about a kid's movie that has like horror elements or like takes place at Halloween time. So we've done like Hocus Pocus and Spaced Invaders. And when we were doing this on Reddit Horror Club, we had done like Casper, like that vein of movies. This feels different because this, while those are like kids movies that have horror elements, this feels like a horror movie that has kid elements in it in a lot of ways. Like it follows like you could have done this as a live action movie and it would have been easily a PG 13 or even an R rated movie with like, Oh yeah. What they're showing, but because it's in stop motion, it's like, Oh, they can step on a brain. They can, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, you can have stuff. a three Very minute trauma. fight with rigor mortis uncle, like a dead yeah. uncle whose tongue yeah. falls on his face. I was yeah. sitting there watching that being like, I don't know how they how they got away with it it's so interesting because it feels like it's on the other end of that like topic of like we talk so much about like how did this get an r rating with such a grotesque effect or you know Mm -hmm. whatever and now we're like (laughs) to me i was like how did they how did they get pg with this dead dude's tongue all over this little boy like this is insane but you're right even the reference points felt like like dead alive in my head i was like (laughs) it's peter jackson going crazy yeah Peter jackson for kids (laughs) yeah so this is i i never know how to properly pronounce this company's name is it laka l-a-i-k-a yeah we'll say laka whatever they have made some of the most impressive stop motion films of the last 10 years they did missing link um you know, they, there's a ton that they've done. This is, I think, one of their best, and they have a very like. It doesn't feel like like Nightmare, or or Corpse Bride or Coraline. Those movies all almost feel too fluid. Yeah. This almost has like a Wallace and Gromit level of Ooh, like, yeah, like you know, Great like time. it's just like it feels just off, but like that's where the charm is. Yeah. So the movie starts off with our main character Norman watching a really low budget zombie movie that has a couple great gags. Uh, my favorite being the actress pushing the boom mic away from her before yeah, she screams. So good. <laughs> like there's those types of jokes, but then, you know, you find out that he sees ghosts. He's talking to his dead grandmother in the living room. Who's complaining about the movie and how cold it is in the house. He asks his parents to turn down the thermostat. And that's when you realize that he is not keeping this ghost thing a secret. This isn't like the kid in the <laughs> sixth sense. Who's like internalizing this. He's like, yo, I'm seeing ghosts like everywhere. Like somebody listen to me. <laughs> someone please pay attention to me. And everyone writes it off. 
the amount of celebrity guest voices in this movie between like Anna Kendrick voicing his sister, mm-hmm. Leslie Mann as the dad, Jeff Garland mom. as the mom. father. There's mom. Sorry, Jeff. Jeff Garland is the dad. Leslie mm-hmm. Mann is the mom. And, you know, John Goodman as his crazy uncle. Like, you've got a stacked so voice good. talent there. But did you notice the weirdest, weirdest voice credit on Wiki? Jared Dines oh, is okay. quote unquote bully. And I don't know if you guys know who Jared Dines is, but he's like a super famous YouTuber. He plays metal guitar and he got super famous for making these um, videos that were kind of like uh, different faces that different types of guitarists make. Like, oh, I know these guys' guitarist. videos. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and he kind of looks like a douchebag. Um, yeah. He just kind of looks like a, a yeah, you know, whatever. But, um, so he looks like a guy who plays metal. Got it. Uh, ooh. <laughs> uh, he's a guy that he's, he looks like a guy that plays four years strong uh, all the oh, time. Gotcha. Uh, but no, he's, he, um, he's actually seems to be a, a good dude. He's he was on the um uh i don't know if you guys know anything about sunrise skater kids which is um yes. jared along yes yes well, he, he and great. jared along are best friends apparently and he was on the sunrise skater kids record that jared along did and then i'm pretty sure that he helped with at least some of the writing i know he did a solo on the um Oh man, it was the death metal the deathcore record that came out in 2020 that Jer- jared along did um vermicide violence um the praxis of prophylaxis it's man that was my favorite record of 2020 because it had a song (laughs) about COVID 19. um but anyway uh it's just so weird to see jared dine's name come up on wikipedia um as like a voice actor in 2012. uh just just very very interesting i it blew my mind um but also um i'm probably gonna say her name wrong uh Jadel Furland, the girl who plays um, Aggie, the voice of Aggie, mm-hmm. um, the the yeah. the witch child in it. Um, she is the main uh, child actor in Silent Hill twenty six or uh, two thousand six. Oh, really? So I feel like that really puts into perspective how much this is a horror movie, just kind yeah. of like yeah. wrapped in the dressings of a kids movie. But it is also just like. The moment when I texted you guys was so early in the movie, and it's the moment where he's walking to school, and yeah. you like, the, it does that cool camera movement where he's talking to seemingly no one on his walk, and then the camera kind of pans around him and just reveals all of these ghosts mm-hmm. lo- looming through town who all know him, they all love him. He makes sure to say hello to every single one of them. Like, mm-hmm. like Norman could very easily have a somewhat normal life and ignore them, but like. I think it says so much about his character that he still acknowledges them as if he would acknowledge any other person saying hello to him. Well, it certainly helps his whole cause throughout the whole movie, right? Like, it's <laughs> yeah. like he does not stray from being a kind uh, and gentle soul, uh, even in the face of like being bullied and all this shit. He's still a weirdo. By well, and that's <laughs> you know, but which he's which still leads great. to which leads to one of the coolest facts about this movie, and and a beautiful quote that came from this fact. Uh, So this is um, the first ever mainstream children's film to have a gay character in it and be the first ever PG film to be nominated for a GLAAD award uh, because of the reveal at the end with Mitch, where this whole time you've got this like jacked big brother that Anna Kendrick's character is like swooning all over. 
And then he just at the very end is like, oh, my God, you'd love my boyfriend. It's so beautifully placed in there because it's not really made a joke. It's just like, no. hey, this character has been gay this whole movie. And he's right. just as normal as everybody. Else. Like, it's like kind of drawing this very clear line in the sand. But what and for I, 10 years ago, that's a lot bigger deal than it. Yeah, than it seems now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, like, like I want done, it to be, yeah. I want it to be passe or not yeah. passe, but I want it to be like super normal. Normalized, um, yeah. Yeah, normalized. And, and uh, I feel like Paranorman does kind of an unthinkable thing or like an, uh, like a super surprising thing where it's able to normalize uh, uh, an LGBTQ character and um, it doesn't feel like, it's doing it to make a point. Well, it's happened. Well, especially because the point is the last thing we learn about him. You know, yes. like the whole. I think that's the. It's not the a thing. point, and it's not a bit. Like Matt said, right. it's not a bit. Um, it's just very clever. I think that this movie has really clever beats. I, I mean, yeah. I think that it it's it's written incredibly well. There's no there's no denying that it looks awesome, but I think it also um, just the pacing is great. It's not a boring movie. Um, oh. It's so funny when when it first came out. I think Megan and I rented it and then maybe a year or two later around Halloween, it came out on Netflix and Megan was super hyped about it. She was, she like posted on Facebook, like everyone listen all in caps, you know, Paranorman <laughs> is on Netflix. And then in, in, you know, lowercase, Doing that is all, work. Um, which is wild for, for uh, my wife because she is not a, she's not a, she's, I mean, she likes spooky shit. Um, she likes Halloween. And this movie definitely feels like a Halloween movie, but um, she does not like horror, horror. And um, yeah, so it, it really it, it kind of feeds that piece in a, a horror adjacent mind of like an Adams Family yeah. type movie, which yeah. is great because we yeah. need more of those where they're, yeah. they're sinister, but it's also like the stakes are kind of pointless at the end which is great yeah i love that yeah so no, here's, it has here's the thing of, it has a lot of heart i love it yeah here's the thing i wanted to call out though about the character of mitch so obviously 2012 someone was going to have a complaint uh and that person was was nancy french of of the national review online who said that the film mm, could the lead parents person. to having t yeah could lead parents to having to answer unwanted questions about sex and homosexuality on the ride home from the movie theater um, but when pressed about this, the co-director, Chris Butler, said that the character is explicitly connected to the film's message. And the exact quote he said was, if we're saying to anyone that watches the movie that you shouldn't judge other people, then we've got to have strength to our own convictions in the movie. Um, I love which that. I, yeah. Like, so I do That's like... definitely a I different do, read in 2022 than 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 No kidding. But I, but I think that he's like, I think that beyond the fact that you have this character, you have this character that for the entire movie, you are as an audience member positive they are one way, <laughs> based mm -hmm. on all of the information put in front of you. Um, right. So well, and that's so e and that's every character throughout the movie. Like that's the, he's yeah. he's completely right. That's the whole point of the movie. So you can do it on a saving the town scale, or you can do it on a just learning about a, your fellow person scale. And yeah. it it's the same throughout. It's the same through line. That's that's a brilliant way to to put it. Also, the uh the, that National Review online is a uh, conservative rag. So fuck that yeah, lady. And, of course, uh, 
<laughs> I was pretty confident that that was the case, Scott. So let's talk about who I think is the star of this movie, Neil. Neil. Uh, the second Neil, Neil's first real line in Less this movie. Neil. This line alone makes me laugh so much because they're doing this play about the hanging of the witch. And it gets to the point where they're supposed to hang the witch, and he's the tree that she has to be hung oh, from. And he goes, "Yes." He goes, "This is my moment." <laughs> As he like walks to center stage, but Neil is just one of the only moments that really generated tears in my eyes while watching this movie. Because this is definitely a "Did you cry, Matt?" Yes, I did. Type moment. <laughs> I don't need to ask those questions anymore. Yeah. I know you too well. <laughs> it is. It is the moment where because I relate it to this particular moment for sure. It's the moment where Norman begrudgingly goes to Neil's house because Neil's like, do you think I could talk to my dog? Like, could you talk to my dog? Could you play with my dog? And like Neil's throwing the stick, knowing that the dog's not going to be able to fetch it, but he's throwing it because he knows that there's a ghost of his dog now in the backyard. And he keeps trying to get Norman to throw the stick. And like, to one extent, it's almost like this extended family guy type joke of them, like trying to him, trying to force him to play the stick. But to me, it it captures this beautiful moment where you are an outcast in school and you meet another outcast and like immediately have that feeling of not being alone anymore from that. Like, and there was something about when I watched that scene that resonated with me so hard that like it wasn't like a full blown cry, but I was like, oh my god, like I'm tearing up, like it because it it so hit just on a this, little bit of precipitation this, on your face. Yeah, yeah, no, it was like someone had chopped an onion and left it in the bed, and I was like, oh, no. Uh, the <laughs> well, other, your first mistake was watching this in bed. Yeah, but That's the other immediate, Neil... Immediate, like, 10% more likelihood to, of crying. To cry, to cry oh, yeah. yeah. The other Neil line that I had to laugh at is with him and the bully, where he says something McLovin? about... Yeah, McLovin, where he says something about his boobs, and he's like, they're pecs, and then he slaps and he goes, ow, my boobs! (laughs) (laughs) I burst out laughing at that scene. That whole front, like, section of it is joke after joke that's so good. That play... where they work cut better to the than play. they should. Yeah. Where they, where they cut to the play and they're singing Season of the Witch. I fucking <laughs> lost my mind. And the one audience member, you suck. <laughs> the other laugh out loud for me is the one-two punch of Neil texting <laughs> texting Norman and Norman's cell phone ringer is the Halloween theme. And it says... Come to come to your window, and it is like a perfect recreation of the Mike Myers standing by the laundry light. Like it's so good. You want to hear something blasphemous though? The what? subtitle on the Roku Sick. channel said it was yes, the Friday Thirteenth. It says Friday the Thirteenth theme oh, on the DVD. Oh, it does it thing too. Yeah, it, th- that has to be them trolling you. Like they, I, I feel like they were too in on it, and they were like, <laughs> started scratching my neck beard. Oh, oh, yeah, God, that's the wrong <laughs> game. There are definitely jokes. Like we said, this is not like it's a kids movie. I'm not gonna be like this isn't for kids. Like if you got kids, you should absolutely be showing them. Oh yeah, Paranorman. But there are like there are jokes that I'm like I can't believe this got through. And like and one of the ones again is Neil when when Norman's sister's looking for him, and Neil's brother's like, "Are you upstairs freeze priming mom's workout video again?" <laughs> There's a lot of ass focused moments in this movie. From from the jump, from when he's watching the feature presentation of the zombie chasing that woman, and the ass is just so it's almost Texas Chainsaw Massacre esque in the red shorts. It's very like very upfront. Chainsaw and then, massacre. 
come on, Scott. You're you don't even know her. You're absolutely right. <laughs> absolutely right. All the way up until like Alvin uh, grabbing the sister's ass when they're all lined up to try to stop the town, to try to stop yeah. the mob. It's be- It's it's fantastic. There, fantastic. There a, another really dumb line that got a laugh out of me was from Mitch when uh, Norman's sister's complimenting his deltoids and he goes, I don't use deltoids. You can test me. You can test me. <laughs> God, oh, God, I almost want to rewatch it. Like, it is, well, actually, I have really to watch the last hour because Carly and I were watching it and we had to stop because she, we had to go to bed and I had to finish it for this show. But I'm going to watch the last hour or the last 45 minutes again tonight, which will be a joy. I also did not anticipate hearing some dizzy rascal in the Dude, middle. Dude, the dizzy of- rascal's <laughs> needle drop was fucking insane. Like, I'm like, I stood up this? from my couch. Like, just like out of nowhere, there's just British hip hop. And I love that he's just trying to show off to the girls by dancing to this song outside. Like it's that is such a like the only thing I could compare it to is it feels like it's out of like hot rod or like Napoleon dynamite. Yeah. You know what oh, I mean? Where it's just sure. like, I do love movies like those two films and this, where you capture the other element of childhood, which is like what in your middle school brain is a very impressive thing to show off to girls. Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's that for yeah. sure. You've watched a lot of yo MTV raps. <laughs> you thought that this you was cool. You need to share the knowledge. But yeah, I mean, it is just, it is, it is fun. It's scary. It's as gory as a stop motion movie can get. Um, Pretty much. And I, and I'll, I'll talk about my double feature later, but there is a movie that they have talked about remaking on and off for like 20 years. And if you got the team that did Paranorman to remake it, I would be super on board with it. But we'll we'll get to that in a, in a couple minutes. Now I'm trying to figure out what you're going to say. It is mind-blowing. And heartbreaking. How many original scripts are written every year but are never made? So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Oh, hello there. I didn't see you come in. I'm Shane O'Hare of the Geekscape Games Podcast, the number one video game podcast on the Geekscape Dot Network. Join myself, Derek Krenevelt, and a guest every fortnight as we discuss video game news, video game reviews, and dissections. That's Geekscape Games every two weeks on Geekscape.net. Does anyone have any stray notes that they want to cover before we dive into the double features? Portion? Beyond just how much I love Anna Kendrick, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, then let's She's talk the some double. 
let's talk some double features real quick. And so I'll, how do I'll, we want to? Well, you, I'll start since I already kind of led into it. Okay. Um, Monster Squad. If you you were to, son of a bitch! <laughs> if you were to remake Monster Squad in this style of stop motion, I think that is the only way to do a really it. good Monster Squad movie. Because I think Creature... Will, I I want to see more than just stop motion zombies and ghosts. I want a stop motion Wolfman. I want a stop motion Frankenstein roaming around. I okay. want a stop motion character going, you guys are chicken shit. Like, I want all of They it. might have to edit that down. <laughs> I don't know if they, we can have chicken shit in a kid's movie in 2024 by the time that would be. Sorry that I just inadvertently just rolled in and ripped everybody's double feature out from underneath him. Yeah, but. yeah Kyle, dog. I have, I have a backup because I was pretty sure that he was going to go for Monster Squad because anytime Matt can, he will. Coraline, I know that you mentioned it. I was specifically not mentioning it because I was like, that's my backup double feature if Matt, you know, screws me over. But I mean, I really like Coraline. I think the Coraline hits the same really dark beats, um, oh, but yeah. I think it's actually much darker than Paranorman. I just mean that it's darker than your average kids Halloween movie, which I, I see them as kids. I was going to say that's also part of just the source material. You're coming from a Neil Gaiman yeah, yeah. novel to begin with. So it's going to be fucking dark. <laughs> Like, but what they got away with is impressive. Like every time I watch it, I imagine the idea of having buttons sewn over top of my eyes, and I'm like, oh. And Matt's like, how how am I gonna cry with buttons on my eyes? <laughs> no, <laughs> not my eyes. That's where my tears are born. <laughs> Ooh, what was Ooh, that? What sound? was that sound? <laughs> oh. Well, Ooh, it's. I, I really should. I really should save it for. Well, it's not even really what did we watch. I just want to talk about it. So, uh, my my double feature, my double feature is Beetlejuice. Um, I think Perfect. that like you Love just it. have a fucking fun movie that you probably shouldn't have seen as a kid. Like I just oh, see yeah. it like I, I we had some friends over on Sunday. I told them we were watching Paranorman. They have a six year old that they were like, well, we tried to watch Paranorman, but that first opening scene with the zombies and the brains, we were like six years like six years old is like just too young maybe for some folk you know um which i totally get and beetlejuice was that for me like i watched that way too young uh matt watched it at the perfect age yeah because he decided to reenact the nice fucking model um line for his mom at the park everybody yeah yeah (laughs) and he was like fucking five years old grab my crotch yelled honk 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 scream nice fucking model it was great it was exactly what a four-year-old's supposed to do when they're four oh i I said five (laughs) I can't believe he did that in the womb. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I just think Beetle and Beetlejuice is just a great B picture. You know, like if you watch Paranorman and if you have kids, they go to bed, you watch Beetlejuice. It's like a perfect, it's just a perfect vibe, I think. Um, But yeah. Beer time. Beer time. I'm drinking, I'm drinking somebody at our liquor store special ordered a case of a beer called Hellraiser and I couldn't pass it up. Um, But it is a, Amber non-alcoholic beer, and the dude swears by it. Um, so I have I have my Hellraiser NA, and it's because on this day today, a day that'll live in infamy, the new Hellraiser trailer dropped. Yep. And I would not shut the fuck up about it at work. I would not <laughs> stop anybody, everybody, even if you didn't talk to me, 
I said something about it or tied he all the departs, departments that he ex, like ignores regularly. Oh. And he's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, Yo. you're looking at Saki. Let me tell you about Hellraiser. <laughs> yeah. And look, this is going to basically be my, what, what did you watch this week for this week? And you can watch it too. I shared it on my story. Um, and I'll share it on my story every day until it, no, I'm just kidding. Um, but I just, I, I realized in, talking to so many people about the trailer today how and obviously if you've heard me on this podcast you know how much clive barker and hellraiser means to me i didn't realize that it was going to just i don't know it, it actually affected me there's a lot of shit that washes over me now uh, as a as a lifelong horror fan and as a horror fan who's been on the internet too much and like has seen the shit hurt by fangoria too many times hurt by fango but also caught like it's an abusive relationship with fangoria (laughs) you need to make sure Um, to say fangoria uh support group (laughs) yeah 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 yeah. did you read in 2007 too Uh, (laughs) uh, (laughs) um, but i just i just i it hellraiser is certainly in my top five horror movies of all time Clive Barker is probably my favorite writer, uh, horror and uh, beyond uh, of all time, and it made me excited. Uh, like I, I feel excited about it. David Bruckner is a is a is a director that I um, feel pretty strongly about. Um, the Signal was really oh, he's influ- the guy that did the Signal. He's one. Of, he's one of them. Which I actually want to propose. We talk about it's not technically an anthology, though it is a movie directed by three people broken into three parts. It all takes place around the same event. It's just a pitch. Um, I would I would toss my vote towards it. Actually, I, I, I'm going to put it it's on the, the list. Only, and... The only reason oh, no. why we might not do it is because it's too fucking good for us. It could be. It could be. Sometimes but, we need yeah. to switch out the bullshit with yeah. an actually yeah. like entertaining, yeah. good good film you know we need, think, to, we need to bring our chops up sometimes i think it would be a i think it would be a potentially fun one i'll, I'll put it on the list but it's certainly not one i'm gonna pick probably for a while because i got a lot of other shit to subject you us got to. i mean we got um, a lot of stuff on tubi that we need to a lot on tubi. and tubi ain't quitting they're gonna come out with a terror train remake which what I, like wait, a wait, tubi, tubi, tubi is paying for a to be produced a terror train remake that's going to premiere at brooklyn horror fest this year oh man in october it it needs to come out on tubi for vod or streaming or whatever yeah it's gonna go it's gonna be straight on new year's eve on new year's eve right i mean scott i know we've been dancing around this but maybe this is the the year we finally just rip the band-aid off and do terror train yeah because anyway i don't hate terror train i just don't think it's I think Either the terror train enough is or good enough incredibly boring. We could probably get a good episode out of it. I think yeah, that we could, we could talk some shit Kyle's about it. Kyle's under attack in the I'm video. under yeah. attack. It's the blurred <laughs> screen. It's actually me looking at the camera, <laughs> confused about where I am. It's, um, I was actually thinking that you're in the fucking um, Amityville house because... Get you're, out! You're, get out! My what did I watch is not going to... Be, I was going to do a what did I watch. I'm going to do a what, what did I read um, because it dovetails with what Kyle was talking about. Um, I have been very luxuriously working my way for the last couple months. Just I don't want to. I don't want it to be done. And so I've been working on Books of Blood volumes one through three, Clive Barker for months now. Um, I started it in August, and I've just been enjoying it ever since. Um, I'll read like a, a, a story a week. You know, I really am just yeah. trying to make it last because I know that there are two more volumes after it. But 
when they, when they're done, they're done. And I, I absolutely love short horror. Um, short form horror is just my absolute favorite. So I've been having nightmares about the stuff that I read in the stories because they're so good. It's, it's wild because it's not that he writes them super well. I think that he writes them in a very specific style that's good. It's not my favorite writing right. style, but he's in just so clever with the um the the plot there's one there's one actually that should not in any way shape or form be a horror story on its surface but in the hands of clive barker in the 80s it fucking was it's called in the hills the cities do you guys know this one i love no. that one um matt it is about these two cities rural cities in Slovenia, I want to say, or Russia, I can't quite remember. Once every decade, they go out into this field and they lash themselves together. Each city lashes itself, humans lash themselves together into giants, and then they are supposed to fight. And um, an absolute tragedy happens, and literally everybody in both cities dies. It's basically like the most interesting way to think about a wicker man. Okay. That I've ever, I mean, that's the first thing that came to mind when the the truth of the story was coming to to fruition. It's just so good. Like, and he he does stuff that's like at its core. You're thinking, okay, this is a story about like a demonic uh, house guest or whatever. And but it's 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 done in such a clever way. And then like the midnight meat train, which I would love to do as a uh, a pick on the show. I may do it next year, strictly due to the fact that it is a Clive Barker and it's got Bradley Cooper in it, but it's hard to find streaming. So it's been um, on my long, long list, but midnight meat train as a story is, I mean, kind of like this subterranean vampire story, but only someone with incredibly lateral thinking could come up with such a great plot. Cause it's really not about the words that he uses. It's like the plot and the fact that he is, so, at least in these short stories, he's just so incredibly clever about the way that he presents these very, very unique, horrifying situations. I, I, I'm absolutely in love with it. And, and Clive Barker, I actually had a dream this morning after I fed the dogs, I went back to sleep and I had a dream that I fucking straight up to Stephen King's face told him that I preferred Clive Barker's short stories to his. <laughs> that's not a bull. That's not a bit. Maybe one bullshit. day you'll get that opportunity at a, oh, at a shit. con. <laughs> Please no. Please no. All right. All right. So and Matt, what about you? Uh, I'll keep mine short because I was not actually a big fan of the movie, but I just haven't watched too much else. Disney Plus uh, during D23 dropped a whole bunch of content and uh, the Pinocchio live action is not very good, guys. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm glad that you watched it so I don't have to. It's, you know, Tom Hanks is not a singer, so having him sing two or three of the songs was not great. And Pinocchio doesn't need to be over two hours long. That's a That's a bad call. And like I genuinely I genuinely think that the boy turning into a donkey in the original cartoon is one of the earliest examples of true horrific filmmaking. Like it yeah, is that's some it is drama. a drama. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is like a no legitimately doubt. scary even as an adult watching it, it's like, God, this is unsettling. Like him screaming for his mom as he's transforming yeah. stuff. It's just oh, yeah. really and then just I don't know watching a, a not a very great kid actor 
CGI into a donkey just like doesn't have the same <laughs> the same power. Um, it's fine. I I also I don't know like. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is the voice of Jiminy Cricket, which I thought could be really exciting, except that he is literally just doing an impression of the voice actor who voiced Jiminy Cricket for the entire time. And I'm like, I don't know, like, why pay Joseph Gordon-Levitt to not sound like Joseph Gordon-Levitt? for No, why hours? not pay him to sound like Don John <laughs> as Jiminy like, fucking Cricket? Like, yeah, like I was just like incredible. Or just find at that point, just find a person who's a full time voice actor to just do the voice. Like don't I don't understand people, why you, you don't get butts and seats from you know thirsty moms. Listen, they already have they already have Tom Hanks there to bring the thirsty moms. In. Those are the thirsty <laughs> like, G milfs, dude. No that's, that's true. But yeah, I, I mean, it's yeah, it's not. I was I was kind of disappointed by it because I do love. I think Pinocchio of the golden age. Which I believe is like the first six or seven Disney movies. I think Pinocchio is the best of the Golden Age animated films. So, you know, I had my expectations up here. Uh, they're very low. But, I mean, maybe because these are so low that in like a month or two when we get the Del Toro one on Netflix, like that will be Ooh. like... So, yeah. because I mean, that's the other fun. It, it can't possibly be bad. Oh, I forgot that there was... Yeah. No, he's you know, going gonna to lean into the, the body horror for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Del Toro is a little <laughs> new to doing uh, horrific fantasy <laughs> films, but I think this might, for, for this being his first attempt was. at the genre, I think he'll do great. Uh, but that was Paranorman from 2012. Uh, Happy Halloween from Horror Movie Night. Here's my hint for next week. Next week, we're going to talk about a movie that until I was reading the Wikipedia page, I was positive was based on a Clive Barker book, <laughs> but was based on a book about a hundred years before that. <laughs> <laughs> It is mind-blowing and heartbreaking how many original scripts are written every year but are never made. So we seek out these scripts and bring them to life with full audio production and professional actors. Check us out at Undiscover Scripts. Movies made of paper. Wherever you get your podcasts. Free! Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged, bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. You're listening to the Geekscape Network. 